Hey there, freaks. It's your boy Marty here to introduce this week's episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's brought to you by the, who other than the Cash App. The Cash App, they've uh, been the number one finance app in the App Store for the last two years. The first P2P finance app, excuse me, payments app to allow its users to buy Bitcoin. Uh, then they let their users withdraw Bitcoin to a wallet of their choice. And hey, the last few weeks, they've rolled out uh, deposits onto the app. So now if you want to send Bitcoin to the Cash App, you can uh, produce an address and send Bitcoin to your Cash App. Sell it if you uh, if you need to. Hopefully you don't. Um, or send it to somebody else. Uh, on top of that, they have their Boost program. We've been talking about it for a while. I use it every day. You get a Boost card. You put your signature on it. You go to the merchants they're partnered with, uh, whether it be Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Whole Foods, local coffee shops, DoorDash. The list goes on. You use the cash... You put your boost on, you use the cash card uh, when you go to that merchant and you save some money and you can stack sats with that. So go to the App Store uh, today and download the Cash App using the promo code STACKINGSATS. We got a promo code FREAKS. And uh, if you haven't downloaded it yet and you download it for the first time using this promo code STACKINGSATS, you're going to get $5 and $5 uh, will also go to a charity uh, of our choice where we've got it down to three or four right now. And we're going to decide within the week. But uh, if you're, even if you download it now, uh, that money will still go to the charity. Let's, uh, let's raise some money for some good causes here, freaks. Download the Cash App today. Promo code stacking sats. Enjoy this episode with Alex from Amber. We had an incredible time. Alex Fetsky, his last name. Uh, we had an incredible time. Matt and I uh, recorded this at the Bitcoin 2019 conference. Alex is a hell of a character. We just had a fun time shooting the shit about... Bitcoin and uh, the hell that is blockchain consulting and, and blockchain, not Bitcoin world. Enjoy. From the what is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent here at the Bitcoin 2019 conference in a podcasting studio joined by Matt O'Dell. Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's go. Big day here. Also joined by Alexander Svetsky from the CEO of Amber, a hairless chimp who's interested <laughs> in philosophy, <laughs> history, <laughs> economics, and Bitcoin. He also writes I about Bitcoin, too. <laughs> I was going to be like, this guy's fucking teasing the fact that I'm balding. <laughs> oh, I'm balding as well. Okay, as so a fellow man who's balding. Uh, <laughs> I have sympathy. Okay. One day, you I'm know the pain, right, bro? Fuck, it's, it's, it's depressing, man. It's I know the pain. Uh, but one day I'm already mentally preparing for the day that I'm going to bick my head and just grow a beard. I'm going to be a beard man. It's way better to be bald than a no-coiner. <laughs> 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 it's true. Sold. <laughs> yeah, all right. That just made me feel better. Yeah, speaking of no-coiners, they they got to be angry this week with the price <laughs> rise. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, I put up a tweet just a little bit earlier saying... Um, I was like, alt, alt, alt season's already here. It's um, <laughs> it's just a fucking dark, cold, lonely, <laughs> depressing place. Because, I mean, fuck. Yeah, they I thought it was going to be spring, but it's just winter. Yeah, it's exactly. That's it. Yeah, winter is coming and winter ain't going. Fucking That's what I'm interested in. Like, we talked about this last week on the pod, on the last rabbit hole recap. Like, I don't know. I don't think... Altcoin Death Watch? I think Altcoin Death Watch is on right now. I'm not sure. I don't want to call it. I don't want to be called too early. Mm. But I feel like we think this every cycle. We do think yeah, it every yeah. cycle. <laughs> but you look at, there's a lot of people focusing on the uh, 
the U.S. dollar value of the altcoins, but if you look at like the Bitcoin charts, it's yeah, not, it's Bitcoin, not looking good. It's a good. disaster, man. It's a, well, everything's trending towards zero, yeah. which is, I mean, the only direction they're going to go. But yeah, the, I don't know. Some, something feels funny. So, so I don't know. I wasn't around in the Bitcoin space in 2013 or 2014. So everyone that I seem to talk to here today or yesterday is like th- this. This event feels like the events from back, back then, then. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. and just just the air seems different like because you know i sort of got in around 2016 and um and in and in 2016 it was just the the, the level of stupidity was so much higher like it just doesn't i don't I, know i think the big difference between this cycle and last one is last cycle ethereum hadn't happened yet yeah, yeah and yeah. ethereum was the first time that anyone tried to say that an alt was going to like flip in bitcoin before that, it was yeah, always, yeah, yeah. there's just going to be thousands of coins, and no, they're like, live along Bitcoin. There's you know? people that think the flipping is still going to happen yeah, exactly. within a year. Yeah, I think that's. I think now that it's pro- <laughs> like it's kind of proven that you you like take a run for the king. You you know you, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Luck. maybe. We'll see. Who knows? ETH 2.0. Uh, apparently, they figured out scaling. Sharding <laughs> POS is the way. We'll see. Uh, well, I thought. Okay. I'm well, this is a good segue. You're talking about earlier. You got in 2016. What what drew you to Bitcoin? What drew me to Bitcoin? Um, hmm. Uh, it was actually fuck. I don't know if I'm gonna get. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. I I had a friend of mine who was um. How can I say? He had some interesting uh, addictions, and he was sort of uh, talking about how him and his dumb friends were making like buying this Bitcoin stuff, and um and and I'd heard about it in the past, right? And um I, I just. I was one of those classic uh, back in the days of Gerald Salente and I don't know if you did you remember him? Gerald Salente? No, yeah. who's that? Okay, th- th- this was sort of when Max Kaiser and all the guys became really big. Like mm-hmm. the f- this was sort of 2010, 2011. So that, that's sort of when I got into the whole Austrian economics and everything and I went down that rabbit hole and, and I bought a shitload of silver and gold in 2010, 11 and I rode that bull market all the way up and then I dumped all my bags of silver at like $49 and shorted that bitch all the way down. So I, I, I killed it during that period. And um, so were you a trader before you got into Bitcoin, or? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I've, I've been trading since probably 2007. Um, but I hate fucking trading, so I, I avoid it now. So if I look at the all of the time that I've spent trading throughout my life, I could have worked at fucking McDonald's and had you know alpha <laughs> on my trading, <laughs> because it's just it's it's a fucking degenerate addiction. Like and especially in a marketplace like like Bitcoin, um, so so like the first thing I did my first foray into trading was um, oh I I got a scholarship into uni um, and I picked the university. So we've um, down the east coast of Australia. You've got about south of Sydney. Uh, you've got this place called Wollongong, which is it's a beautiful beach area. It's 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 gorgeous and you know. That, that was the university giving the lowest uh, scholarship, but it had the most chicks and it had a beach. So I was like, fuck it, this sounds good. Boss. Yeah, right? So I Solid went down. priorities. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about my future. Um, so, so I went down there and, um, and I felt like, uh, you know, th- this was very humble of me. I felt like everyone was a dumb motherfucker. Um, so I was like, I'm going to put my scholarship money on the market. And, um, and I taught myself to trade uh, derivatives, options, warrants, and all this sort of stuff. And this is sort of... Uh, early 2007 late 2006 early 2007 so so i and i rode up i, I turned like less than five thousand dollars into like 60 inside six months and i, I thought i was king shit you're a Bought genius a motorbike. i was a fucking i was the man i was the man and um walking around to all my friends i was like yeah, fucking i'm gonna be a millionaire by the time i'm 20 you know i was like 
And, and I still remember the day, August the 16th, 2007. It was like a week before my birthday. I levered the fuck up on all of these trades. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a quarter of a million bucks. You know, I'm gonna be sweet by next week. And I woke up that morning on August the 16th and it was like a major trial. And I can't remember if it was Lehman Brothers or, or whoever sounds, the fuck it yeah, was. Yeah, it back sounds then. around like Burn, Bear Stearns or Lehman. It was around that time, yeah. exactly. And then, like, the entire market was red. And, and, and at that point, I had this, like, it was still the computer screens, you know, the big white computers, like the fucking, the, what are they, before the flat screens whatever they were called, the big fat monitors. I had one yeah. of those, yeah. Like a desktop monitor. Yeah, yeah, like one of those classic old computers. And I turned it on and I was like, fucking the whole screen's red. And I'm like, What's wrong with this thing? Like, and like, I, I just couldn't fathom what the fuck was going on. And I looked at my account and I'm like, I was down 80% in one day. And I, I was like in this state of shock. And I like, I walked around and I kicked the hole in my kitchen. I was like, fuck, no, I need to pay for that. And, um, and that was like my first. That's classic. Yeah. They kicked the hole in the wall. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I, that never solves the problem. Well, I thought it would until I kicked the hole in the wall. And then, um, and yeah, so, so that, that, was, um, that was my first spanking. And then um, from there, I thought, I know how to fix this. So I borrowed more money. And about four months later, I was a quarter of a million in debt. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 20. And I turned 20, I was a quarter of a million in debt. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Going the wrong I way. went the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so what... Uh, so you obviously learned some lessons there. Yeah, man. Well, th so so that uh, I, I had to drop out of uni, so I had, I had to pay the banks like about fifteen hundred bucks a week before I could even eat. So my my life turned into I moved into this dude's um into this dude's flat, and I I lived on his lounge room uh, on, on the fucking floor, like this piece of shit mattress on the floor. And my day consisted of I'd knock on doors selling pay television. Um, I didn't even know what the fuck was on the TV. Um, I had no idea what was on the channels, but it was the only thing I could get on short notice. So I'd, I'd sell, sell pay TV all day and I would um, read about markets, economics and all that sort of shit at night. And, and that was literally my life for the next six months. And, and I actually became the top, the top, what was I? Probably the third best salesperson for pay television in the country. Um, and again, I had no idea what the fuck was on TV. Boss. And um, I, just, I just learned how to communicate. That, that was my thing. So and it's, it's funny. Necessity is like the mother of, um, it's the mother of invention. It's the mother of skill. It's the mother of drive. It's all of that sort of shit. And, and that, that's sort of what took me, um, that, that was like my foray into, you know, trading and markets and economics and all of that. And, and I mean, I, I had, you know, that period allowed me to then be successful during the, you know, the, the gold and silver boom, you know, so, so I did make money during that period. And then th there's been periods in where I've come back into the market and I've traded for a period of time and I've just like fucking burnt a bunch of money. And then I come back, and I'm like, fucking hate this shit. I'm never coming back to it again. Two years later, the fucking gambling addiction comes back and I start trading my way up again. And, but if, but if I, I guess this was a long version of the story of, um, what I've learned over the last, what's it been now? Decade almost. Yeah, it's been twelve over a decade. years. Yeah, fuck, twelve years of, of messing around with markets. That it's a zero sum game at the end of it. Like uh, unless you dedicate your life to trading, and that's what you're gonna fucking do, um, don't bother. And, and th this is why you know why I'm doing what I'm doing today with Amber is I want to get people the fuck away from trading, particularly when it comes to because I've traded derivatives all my life. I've never touched stocks. Like I, I've just traded derivatives. So Bitcoin came really natural to me because I was like, oh, 30% a day. That's, that's normal. 
<laughs> so it was like it was a, it was a good fit for me in that sense. But um, yeah, like I I just think trading is is madness. Yeah. So let's jump into Amber. Like, when did you start it? Let's talk about the mechanics of how it works and and sort of your ethos and mission behind it. Cool, man. Um, so getting into Bitcoin in 2016, um, I was. Uh, I'd, I'd stepped down from being a CEO in a, in a private, in a previous, sorry, business that I was in, and that was building some recruitment automation software. So, so d- during part of my journey um, throughout life, I, I did a real deep dive on psychology, on people, on behavioral science and all this sort of stuff and trying to understand how, what makes people tick. And we'd built this recruitment automation software, which would place people in roles based on who they are, not just what they do. Um, and anyway, I... I had a dispute with the board on that um, business and we sort of, um, I stepped down and those dumb motherfuckers ran the company into the ground and shut it down after five months after I left. So I was like, well, there goes two years of my life. So what the fuck am I going to do now? And it was around that time when that friend was um, talking about Bitcoin again. I'm like, fuck, is this thing still around? Because I'd heard about it in the gold days, right? And I was like, haha, internet funny money. I'll just stick with my gold. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Chuck the Peter Schiff. I feel like that happens a lot. You know, you hear about it once, and then when you hear about it the second time, you're like, oh, fuck. It's still around. Is it still here? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the thought that I had. And and I started going down the rabbit hole a little bit, right? And uh, I, I must credit Andreas Antonopoulos was sort of like he, watching a couple of his talks. And I think a lot of people have that similar story. You know, they yes. heard him. Yeah. In 2013, I would just watch his videos, and then I'd close my eyes and mark it by. That was like yeah. basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically my strategy. <laughs> Titanic, <laughs> fucking faith. Um, well, dude, it was, uh, yeah, so a lot of credit to that guy. Um, he, you know, what he was saying just made so much sense to me. And it just it just aligned with so many values and principles that I'd sort of built up over the years. Because, you know, the, the experience that I had in the markets, the, you know, the... Um, the Austro-economics sort of deep dive that I did in, in 2011 and stuff. Then I got also like, I, I built another business after that period. So after I dug myself out of that initial debt, I built this uh, company in sort of renewable energy. And then I got, the, the government fucked up some shit when they were giving out rebates and stuff. So I lost, uh, the government owed me about $2 million. Um, shit. Yeah. And so that, that was a real sort of wake up call of government mismanagement of money. So then, so I had all these really interesting pillars along the way. Did you get that two mil back? No, none of, none of us did. Yeah. We, we all just basically had to like eat the loss um, because they mismanaged how they were paying out the rebates to everyone for the systems people were installing. So, um, so yeah, so, when I went down that rabbit hole in 2016, I was like, fuck, this makes so many sense. I love the game theory. I love the, the math, the probability, the this, the that, the, and, you know, all the reasons why we're here, right? And, yeah, I just went on this path, you know, evangelizing and telling everyone to buy Bitcoin. And the, 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 particularly in Australia, the, the most common thing I heard was, it's too hard. It's too risky. I don't know what to do. The fuck's a wallet? Why should I sign up on exchange? Why do I need to hold up my license next to my face and take a photo of myself? blah 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 all this sort of shit now what's ethereum what's this what's that and yeah man i was like i gotta do something about this and i uh i had heard about acorns in the past um so that so that was a bit of an inspiration for the product and i was like why isn't somebody doing this and they were an american company right yeah they're an american company yeah, yeah and um and i looked into what it would take to do it um, and it, w- it wasn't easy, like the, the ability to connect to somebody's bank, bank account. So, so the, the original vision for Amber was to round up spare change into Bitcoin. So as people are spending, you know, they're sort of stacking stats in the you, background. You spend like 95 cents and then 5 cents goes, goes into Bitcoin. Correct. Exactly right. And, um, and 
and that that was sort of the 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 vision, the premise, the the idea that I wanted to make this as easy as download the app, link your bank account, and forget about it. And and um, it it this is, when was that? I, I think that was around probably mid twenty seventeen when I decided that's what I'm going to do. Um, so shit was going crazy. Shit was going yeah. crazy, exactly. And and everyone around me was like, "Oh fuck, that's such a cool idea. You're gonna do an ICO." And I'm like, "Fuck no." <laughs> but <laughs> b- b- before I said fuck no, though, I actually considered it. So was I telling you this the other day? I think I was telling yeah, that. Yeah, you were. You were. Yeah, yeah. So so I I went away. I was like, "All right, this ICO shit sounds like too good to be true." I was like, "People are just selling stuff." And and like I sort of looked into the mechanics like fr- from afar, and I was like, "Fuck, they they're, they're selling tokens." They're not selling any equity, so they're keeping all the money, and they're keeping the tokens that the, you know a portion of the tokens that they're issuing. So they're getting some money for that, and they're keeping the company. I was like, "It's a fucking no-brainer. I'm going to do this shit." So anyway, <laughs> like, so I was almost an ICO guy, <laughs> and um, so I grabbed, I, I printed out twenty white papers, and I said, "All right, I'm going to print out a, a white paper from everyone who's raised from one million, five million, ten million, twenty million, fifty million, up to a hundred million." And I went away for a weekend in Byron Bay, and I read this shit. And I swear to God, by the time I finished reading that stuff, like I barely could get, like the last fucking 10 was so painful. Um, I walked out of there feeling like about 20 IQ points dumber. I was like, <laughs> I've just lost some brain cells, man. This is the dumbest shit I've ever read. I walked out of there thinking, I ain't fucking doing this. This is like a train wreck waiting to happen. Like w- when we had to raise money for I Recruit the prior business, the, the shit and the hoops we had to jump through and the due diligence and the, the level of granularity we had to go through and the level of sense we needed to make to an investor, like just to raise a million dollars, these fuckers were raising fifty million dollars of some fucking pipe dream on a fucking parallax static site. Basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I was like, "Fuck's going on here, man?" I was like, "Man, I can't do this shit." Like, I want to be in this industry for a long time. Like, and for me, like, I don't know if you guys have seen that Jeff Bezos video where he talks about the the analogy between the internet and electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've Is seen that, that the one. Commencement speech. No, 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 no. I'll send really it to you guys. Commencement speech, yeah. yeah, he does a really good commencement speech. But this one, like, I, I first watched this in, um, yeah, in 2017. And, and he, ta- he he does this talk at a TEDx, right? In, in the really early days of TED. And this is still when he's like bald and scrawny and shit, right? When people thought he was a fucking joker. And it's right after the dot-com bubble. You could almost, not almost, you could replace the word internet with the word Bitcoin during that talk. And it would have sounded like he was doing it in 2018. Like it literally, there's an Apple keynote that's very similar to that too. If you just replace Apple with Bitcoin, and it was like right after the dot com, yeah, correct bubble. Yeah, so I, I remember watching that, and I was like, man, this guy stuck to his guns, stuck to what they were doing, and Amazon evolved into something so much more than a fucking bookstore, right? Because mm-hmm. at that time, they could only fathom a bookstore. I mean, here we are today in 2019, whatever you were in, right? We can only fathom with Bitcoin, like exchanges, wallets, lightning payments. You want to put a bookstore on the internet? What are you, a fucking idiot? Yeah, exactly, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's like these days, oh, you wanted to do payments. We've already got payments. What are you, a fucking idiot? Like, you know, and that's sort of how we get viewed in Australia, right? There's... Australia's big for fintech, but you say Bitcoin, it's like, oh, that's not fintech, that's gambling. It's like well, that's the funny thing about fintech. Fintech's like some buzzword where there's not really any f- new fintech. Bitcoin is new fintech. The other fintech is buzzwords that are basically UX built it's on It's lipstick on a fucking pig. Right? That's what I call it. It's literally, they've taken the old shit, they've, they've taken that crap, and they've just like whacked the new UI on it, and they're like, oh, we're a neobank. No, you're fucking not. Like right. Revolut, I don't know if you got. Do you guys have Revolut here? I know not? about Revolut. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's so not here yet. It's okay. not in America. Revolut just launched in Australia. 
But get this. They, they're using, like, w- one of our big banks down there is called ANZ, which is kind of like equivalent to, I don't know, call it Bank of America here, right? Mm-hmm. Revolut is just the ANZ bank account in a Revolut app. It's neo banking. Yeah, new yeah. banking. Well, welcome to the future. Right? New fintech, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. But I mean, ICOs are like the ultimate high time preference, right? Like, you could make a shit ton doing your ICO, but ultimately, you burn your reputation. Road, not only your reputation, but you end up in like a legal fucking quagmire. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's the thing that, for me in particular, coming from the fund space, and I worked for a fund of funds, so yep. most of my job was due diligence on the funds that we would index and. Just having that experience of the the thoroughness of due diligence we needed just to invest in a fund, and yep. then seeing what yeah, the ICOs yeah, yeah, yeah. are doing, I was like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. These guys are gonna yeah. get fucked. The due diligence was a fucking a paper written over a weekend, and th- there was nothing to do diligence on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 you sit down to do due diligence, and it's like, uh, all right, uh, ten pages, white paper, fucking. What else is there? Oh, we don't have anything else. Oh, we've got we're decentralized. We've <laughs> got an engineer who used to work at Amex. Yeah, 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 that's it, right? <laughs> the network's <laughs> launching in ten months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's AI powered. <laughs> well, that, that's the discussion we had last week. Do you think we have like another alt run like we did? Do you think the markets learn from from the ICO boom? I don't think we have another ICO boom. I'm I'm still I don't know, man. Like. Uh, me and Murad had a really good chat about this, and he was like, "There's definitely going to be another couple alt runs." And traditionally, I've agreed with him. But like, I mean, just watching this shit, this last couple weeks, or this last month or two, like, where are we at now? Uh, we dropped to eleven eight. Eleven eight. Fuck. We're going to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin's dead. <laughs> fucking. All right, guys, we gotta go. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing an ICO. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite memes of the bear market is is when you turn to a fellow Bitcoiner and it's like a little bit quiet, and you turn to him and you go, "What if we were wrong?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself that every fucking day. Uh, yeah. Nah. No, but it's uh no, but talking about like all cycles, I don't know if they 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 come back as as viciously if they had in the past. Maybe I'm naive, but again, like a lot of people, we had this conversation in the group chat. Matt and I did like earlier this morning about like people were bringing up the Google search trends for Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin. Yep. And they like with this price run, like if you're just looking at Google searches, it doesn't look like any retails coming, but then it's yep. like Bitcoin's probably like already on the top of people's minds. Like yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. they, it's already, it has a brand associated with it. Yep. And those metrics may not be as important going forward, but then you look at like China and their Google Baidu, the, the searches for Bitcoin have been going like up the route. Through the roof. I kind of feel like we're at like the position with Bitcoin now where we have um, enough determined uh, accumulators and, you know, holders who want to accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. And combined with the fact that the, the block reward keeps going lower, that we're like kind of at the point where I feel like we can just incestually pump yeah, it yeah, ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously new retail will come in as well and that will accelerate it. But even without the new retail, if we got like not a single another Bitcoiner, just the 30 million of us could probably pump this thing, you know? That's yeah, so I that's kind of where we are now. We haven't really seen new retail come in. So it makes sense to me that, of course, Bitcoin is going to get the majority of, of this money because these are mostly educated uh, exp- people that are more experienced in the space. When that new retail comes in, that's the real question. Yeah. And, and like my biggest counter to alts being completely dead is like just look at the ripple volume numbers on coinbase and they keep going up right yeah so do they keep going up yeah that's why we stack sats on the cash number app. one ripple exchange now is coinbase and like what, what they added it what like 
two months ago or something. I think in the beginning of the year, yeah. But still, right? Yeah. Like, so as long as Coinbase continues to be like that token casino, it should be. I don't know, but I would love if I would love if alts are dead. But no, I would too. I think it could be wishful thinking. Yeah, I think I think it is. I err on the side of wishful thinking as well. Yeah. I I just wonder where it's. I I just don't think it's going to come back at the same fervor as the ICOs because you could go from zero to a billion percent return on investment in six days yeah you know from from a fucking ico pump. and i think there may be too many people banking on that type of uh those type of returns in another cycle and they may yeah, be yeah, yeah. And, and it is probably and it is probably harder these days as well because you know that the, there's been a bunch that have been delisted and you know it's it's not as easy to get on all of, like there's not as many shitcoin exchanges as well like most of them have gone bust like i think a lot of those big pumps as well happen on things like cryptopia i don't know if you guys ever and like oh, finance yeah. even yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. who's now like kicking out americans forcing kyc yeah r.i.p cryptopia who Cryptopia. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they were New Zealand based. Yeah, they were right? New Zealand. But are they, they actually gone, gone now? They got hacked. I know they got hacked. I thought they had to shut down. They got hacked, declared bankruptcy, reported it to the New Zealand authorities, and like the police don't even know how to send emails, right? So yeah. just, <laughs> it's just a clusterfuck. Yeah, Cryptopia was one of those weird exchanges where you could buy things like Ketcoin and stuff. Like yeah, that. dude, you could buy anything on there, dude. I remember being at a. Um, I got asked to get up on a panel, and and the dude next to me was this crypto trader who like you know was famous in australia and he's sitting there shilling everyone saying look you know what you want to do is you want to buy some um bitcoin then you want to put it on cryptopia and you want to trade this 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 then you want to set up he had all these like fucking weird master nodes of shit that you'd like fucking fence coin or you know <laughs> like sidewalk coin or whatever and he's like running all these master nodes he's like this is how i'm going to set myself up i'm looking at this guy i'm like Dumb motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember like during the craze, like specifically master notes. Oh, I need some passive yeah, income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, right, yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay. How's, your, how's your passive income going down? Like, it's like they've made they've made their hundred percent passive income, but they lost ninety nine percent of it on the way down. How much were people paying for Dash master notes at the hut? At the well, peak? it was fifteen hundred was the top for Dash. And you need a thousand, right? So what is that? One point five million. Yeah, ridiculous, dude. Passive income, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. I had, <laughs> I had a bunch of the Dash guys come and hit us up, like to to list Dash on Amber. So when we were roll, when we were building Amber, like I had EOS come after me, Dash, Ethereum, all these guys being like, oh, you know, we we want to fiat on ramp direct to the consumer, bypass having people to go through Bitcoin to get to us and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, like, oh, you know, these Dash Masternode guys walking around like they're king shit, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, I hold 10 Dash Masternodes and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, fucking, that's a lot of money. Thinking in my head, I'm like, holy crap. And then when the bear market started to come in, you know, these guys just all disappeared. <laughs> like, just <laughs> gone. <laughs> you know, the fucking ballers one day and just back to KFC the next. Well, that's why I think it's a good example of why you got to think long term in this game. And, and a lot of these shitcoin marketing schemes are ephemeral and, and just quick bursts. Dude, I, I was saying it to someone yesterday. I was like, um, it's funny that I, I think a lot of the reason why um, we're seeing Bitcoin, you know, such strength, some such comparative strength in Bitcoin at the moment in the market is just the, the fervency and the call it loyalty, call it, um, you know, belief around Bitcoin. It, it, it just... People give a shit and believe about Bitcoin and the people in the Bitcoin ecosystem give a shit about it. 
in everything else, they were just there for the fucking money and for the quick buck. And as soon as that wasn't there, they're all fucking gone. There's like, no loyalty. Exactly. It's all like, it's their ghost towns. They're Even like, the Ethereum crew. I feel like they're all just ready for the next best thing. Yeah, well, th know? they're all ready to fucking partner with Libra now, aren't they? Right. <laughs> it's going to be fucking Vitalik and Zuck in bed together. Some of them are. Libra there's, the standard. There's, yeah. some, there's some toxicity uh, leaking from the Ethereum community right now. I'm very worried. Th there's, there's another fork coming, man. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> Ethereum, Ethereum 2.0, Ethereum Classic, and Ethereum Libra, the standard. <laughs> that's going to be the new one. But, um, but th that's, I mean, we're the only guys who haven't left, right? Like, everything else is a ghost town. We're still here, and that's why fucking Bitcoin's pumping. Yeah. Nobody else is here. So, but on that logic, that probably does mean that we will probably see another altcoin pump because yeah. they haven't pumped just because no one's here. Yeah. You know? As soon as those green candles start coming back, people are going to be like, all right, there's some money to be made. But the important thing is they can't buy it through Amber. Correct. Mm -hmm. This is true. So back to the story of Amber. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a little tangent there. Yeah, just a touch. Um, so, yeah, so we didn't do an ICO. Um, and we, we, we went ahead and we it, it was actually the original name of Amber. So I haven't said this on any podcast. It was actually originally going to be called Stash. That was the original name, and uh, that's what we're going forward with. And it, the, the idea was to, you know, stash your cash and, um, and you know, move small amounts. But then, then we're going to have a trademark issue. I think there's a stash here in, in yeah, the U.S. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There is a stash out yeah, here. Yeah, only a stash wallet even, right? Yeah, I think so. So um, so one of, one of the guys, uh, you know, who's a friend of mine, and he's sort of been in fintech for a while. He's like, dude, you don't want to have a trademark battle, particularly with a company that's just raised $130 million dollars. And that has a trademark in the US, Canada, Europe, and everything. I was like, fuck those guys. We're doing Bitcoin. I'm going to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically, everyone ganged up on me. They're like, motherfucker, we're not using Stash. <laughs> Otherwise, we're all leaving. And I was like, fuck. Okay. But, and then, then we went through this whole process of like trying to select a name. And dude, we went through, I think, about 1,200 names. Like, because when you, s these days, like, every dickhead is sitting on a dot com i don't care what it is even if it's just You're like looking at one of the biggest dickheads right here yeah i have so many <laughs> one of those assholes <laughs> so we just we're like what has a do what has a domain that we can actually get um what are the trademarks around the world what has some meaning you know all this sort of shit like what's actually available went through all these names. we ended up on four names it was um it was dorado which sort of like gold, had gold right. yeah, City of Gold. Um, we had sort of, so one of the other themes we were exploring was this idea of exploring new frontiers. So we had Rover and, you know, kind of like Mars Rover and, you know, new, new things. Um, we had Amber, which, you know, that sort of came up as like an early form of money. Um, it's still, you and know. It builds up slowly and accumulates. Correct, exactly. Yeah. It's something that layers. Um, strengthens over time. Correct. And, um, and then the fourth one was um, just Salmon. Like salmon? the fish, <laughs> and that has no fucking meaning, you know. <laughs> People are like, "What well, is it?" Because salmon swim upstream. I'm like, "Well, salmon swim upstream to die." <laughs> so I was like, "That wasn't the meaning." <laughs> but um, we, you know, that that was just like, it came out of one of the guys was like saying stupid nails. I'll slap you with a fucking fish, and I was like, "I'll slap you." With I kind of like salmon. So it, it was Maybe the Bitcoiners, second pick. That's what Bitcoiners are. We're just swimming upstream. I that's like what it. we're doing. But but we're not gonna die. That's <laughs> not what we're here for. That's not what we're here to do. So um, so. Yeah, we, we obviously settled on the most sensible one, Amber, and um, we picked that. We went through the whole process, and um, and yeah, we, we went ahead to, to build this thing. And, and like I said, the first iteration was this spare change roundup app to put your spare change into Bitcoin and slowly accumulate. And um, and in the early days, like we, we had a lot of people in the initial testing that wanted us to help them accumulate Bitcoin, and they actually wanted Ethereum. So I'm going to 
raise my hand here and say that I was almost going to list Ethereum in the early days. It was on the original banner that we had. We had, and our original branding was actually orange. Okay, get it out of the fucking studio. Sorry, man. Yeah, this interview's over. Ending, it's been a great time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and um, we we as as things progressed, um, I just went further and further down, you know, the thing, and I was like, man, I, it was just it was grinding my gears. Like I was already a Bitcoiner, I was already shit talking Ethereum, but people were like, oh, you know, we need to let people swap between her because that's what the market wants. And I was like, you know what? Fuck what the market wants. I'm gonna give them Bitcoin, and if they want something else. They can go to shitcoin over there. And yeah, they can go take their Bitcoin from Amber and go to Cryptopia. And they can go and fucking do whatever they want. Yeah. And they can set up masternodes. They can do whatever the fuck they want, right? So, um, so yeah. So, we, we became probably what I'd almost say is like Bitcoin's Australia's – one of Australia's only Bitcoin-only companies. And, and sort of we, we, we stood for that. And we – we had some challenges building the, build, uh, the, the banking integrations. So, so one of the things you need to do with a spare change app is you need to have people connect their bank account. And in doing so, and, and I think it's probably similar here in Australia, you need, uh, sorry, in America, you need to log in with your bank. So yep. give you, yep, yep. So it's you need to see every transaction. Correct. And, um, and fundamentally, I think that was um, kind of incompatible with most Bitcoiners and stuff like that. Like, fucking, I don't want to logging all our bank accounts. So, so we, we had a fair bit of a drop-off of people. So we had a bunch of sign-ups, but people were like, I don't want to link my bank account. You know, can you just do recurring? So you know, we, we've sort of re-engineered the product over the last few months and just really optimized it more so for... If, if people want to do the spare change stuff, go ahead, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we've re-optimized it for really just to focus on you know, stealing your hashtag. Stacking sats. That's it. Thank you, sir. That's there we I'm, go. I'm going to like... <laughs> Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. Re- can I get a recording of that? So when people land on the Amber website, <laughs> just says you two guys come up and you're stacking sats. That's it with Amber. Stack sats today with Amber. That's it. Fucking. That's perfect. There hey, you go. Download Amber. Stack sats. I really like your stacking sats explainer on Amber too. Thank you. On the website. Thank you. Very Thank you. good. It was um. Well, the whole team was asking me. They're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And it, like, it's an American thing. Yeah, you yeah understand. I was like, "These two dudes <laughs> in America." I was like, "They came up with it." <laughs> so they're like, I can't no one's gonna understand credit. this shit. It was all this guy. Was it? And he started the hashtag. I mean, I was I was talking to s- someone about it uh, yesterday, and you know, how the Bitcoin space is so incestuous. Like, yeah, yeah, I must yeah, have yeah, heard yeah. it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I started it on Twitter, and you know, popular, yeah. popular, popularized it. Yeah. I didn't say it right either. There no. you go. Made it popular. <laughs> Shilled the shit out of it. And it's fucking beautiful. I mean, during the 2017 run, I was trying to get everyone to dollar cost average. Mm-hmm. I would do, mm-hmm. there'd be like a, a 10 point thread on Twitter about why dollar cost averaging is like the responsible thing to do. And it would get no engagement. No one wanted to hear fuck all about it. Now and you're a you, fucking celebrity. Yeah, you tell them stacking sats and they're like, I'm fucking down. Let's yep. fucking stack yep. this shit. Yep. I love that shit. So yeah, so we put it on the website and now the, the whole business is optimized around that. Stack sats, make it easy. The, the idea is to get, the, to, to get a noob from hearing about Bitcoin to actually stacking sats. I want, I want to make that as short as one minute. So, so we're not that short yet. It takes, takes a little bit of time to like sort of get the shit sorted out. We're probably at about two or three minutes now. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Australia, you can basically set up in, in close to a minute and be dollar cost averaging without even thinking about it uh, in the background um, and accumulating Bitcoin. So how does it work with not... Linking your bank account. So we, we've just got a straight direct debit 
um, for people who don't want to link their bank account for the spare change, they just set up a direct debit. Okay. Um, it's a bit clunkier, and it means they need to. There's a couple. Uh, there's a there's a few days delay for the clearance of the funds at the moment. So we, we've got a little workaround that we're going to be introducing over the next month or two, so that when um, when the direct debit does happen, we can instantly purchase the Bitcoin on their behalf. Um, but at the moment, we've got to wait for the fucking funds to clear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but but again, when you're dollar cost averaging, it doesn't matter, right? Because right. you're not trying to pick the fucking spot price. Especially no. if it's recurring. Exactly. If it's if set it's up recurring. recurring. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole point. So, um, so yeah, man. So, this, so that's where we're at. And, and really, like, I wrote an article. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but about um, a couple months ago where I said where Amber is a Bitcoin business, not a crypto company. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really, like, I... I I smashed a bunch of points in there about uh, first this myth about diversification in crypto. It doesn't exist. Like diversification in crypto is, is you cannot diversify with a basket of correlated assets. Right. And I mean, whilst right you know, now they're not correlated. Right now they're not correlated. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you <laughs> if you diversified right now, you'd feel like a real fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, traditionally, well, like Crypto Man Rand told everyone to do seventy to ninety different assets at the top of the market, and that really did well. Fucking hell, that, that dude's running around here. He actually, somewhere. I was impressed. He didn't delete it, so I stamped it today. Boss, did yeah. you? <laughs> I, I woke up this morning. I was like, wait, did he delete that tweet? And he didn't. Let's put it up there again you next year. What are you thinking about in your sleep? You're just waking up like. Tweet what? Sam. <laughs> he tweeted. I, well, no, I, I was stewing because our our boy Brendan did an interview with him yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's true. So Brendan, which like Brendan? Brendan Bernstein. Bernstein. He had that bold bold juice presentation yesterday. I missed it. I missed I it. I was on like all the macro trends and and how Bitcoin is just gonna go to the moon. Yeah, it was a live uh, uh, Brendan's yeah. fire threads on stage. There you go. Getting more bullish, huh? Yeah. But, but then he went on fucking Rand's show, so now he's dead to us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Rip in peace, Brendan. Um, but what I want to shift to right now is it seems like you have an inspiring story because you have never settled for something like job wise, career wise until you found what seems to be your passion in Bitcoin. And I feel like that's a big theme on this podcast is a lot of people. That's actually not a big theme on this podcast, but it's something I think about and write about a lot. It's like a lot of people (laughs) have this existential dread. They're working nine to fives or Mm -hmm. they have the, the American dream career layout idea of how they should go about their life yep. and um a lot of people are becoming unhappy with with you, they get a job they wake up 15 later it's so like what the fuck have i been doing with my life yeah. and you yeah. seem like somebody who's never settled so what's your sort of mentality um hmm. or what has your mentality been or what is what sort of drives the decisions to be like all right i don't fucking like this anymore i'm getting yeah. out yeah, yeah yeah um good question man um i i don't know my, my dad was like um Daddy issues now. <laughs> no, my, my my dad was like a. Do you, do you guys have the the term like wog here? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like um, so it, it's a term in Australia. So it's if, if like if your parents came off the boat, particularly in Europe, sort of like in the sixties and seventies, like you, they were wogs. They were sort of like um, I can't remember what the fuck it stands for, but um, it's kind of like um, have you ever seen like my big fat Greek wedding? Yeah. 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 So so that's sort of. That, that's the definition of wogs, you know, the, like sort of Europeans who come to like a Western country and do weird shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that, that was my dad, right? And um, he was really tough on me and my brother. Like, you know, he, he, you know, his nickname for me and my brother was Scum and Dirt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he, was a, he was a motherfucker, right? I swear to God. <laughs> and, um, 
and like so so he instilled in us this this idea of like you can never be a number you have to do something with your life and and as much as like me and my dad don't talk too much these days you know what i mean like we, we don't really see eye to eye and like you know he, he's off doing his thing i'm doing my thing and all that sort of stuff and i was definitely a black sheep in the family you know i've always sort of gone my own way i moved out of home when i was young and all this sort of stuff but like being a little bit more mature now, I can sort of look back and see how a lot of that sort of early stuff shaped me into being um, some form of overachiever. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, man, like, uh, I don't know, like the, the same way as Bitcoin is a complex thing, which we don't really understand how it's gotten to today. Like we can all speculate on, oh, it was the decentralization. It was this, it was that, but it, but it was fucking everything. Like life and human beings have those same sort of journeys, right? We have all of these things that sort of impact us along the way. And, you know, it molds us into being particular types of character. And, um, and you know, my character has evolved into one of being uh, a kind of a never settle guy. And I was in the podcast yesterday with, um, with Brady from Citizen Bitcoin and um, Guy Swan. I was sort of saying, I have all, all of the experiences in my life have led me to this thing called Bitcoin, which just fits like a fucking glove like I, I cannot like when people ask me if you build up amber into a billion dollar company and get bought by coinbase i was like fuck you i ain't selling a coinbase said, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first freaks yeah it's like i ain't fucking taking no money from them but um i said e- even if we exit i said they're like what are you gonna do i was like well I'll start another bitcoin business bitcoin like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it I, I i found what i'm gonna do i ain't i'm not gonna do something else i'm not gonna you know i'm not doing this so that tomorrow i can go and fucking i don't know like retire yeah like, or, or if i retire i'll be reading i'll be writing these fucking things that's here. a good pivot let's talk about your anti anti shit coin uh bitcoin times i i feel like in general and you've made it a mission of yours in australia to uh combat the the crypto people the blockchain people right yeah well i mean it was combating the crypto people in 2017 and then in 2018 it was combating the blockchain people and in 2019 it's Look at me. I'm Look Bitcoin. At me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I have some significance. <laughs> After being booed off stage for the last few years, being like, you know, I, I remember the first time I gave a talk. It was in, um, it was in November of, um, well, it wasn't the first time I gave a talk, but it was the first time I like really got on stage in front of a decent audience, and I bashed the shit out of, um, I bashed the shit out of uh, altcoins, and it was in November, like right when shit was going nuts, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, November 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, exactly. And the guy who got up before me, did, do you guys ever heard of one called Santiment? Or some shit like that. They were trying to build I like the Bloomberg. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Bloomberg of fucking crypto. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The ICO. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And and this dickhead gets up before me and he's like, for, he's a university professor and, you know, there's three people on the team and they raised like, you know, $10 million in 30 minutes. And I'm listening to this guy. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got up and I bashed the shit out of, you know, everything that they were saying. And I remember at the end of it, it was like. <laughs> Quiet stairs. Yeah, exactly. I walked off the stage. I was like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> and I just like slowly went to the back of the room, <laughs> packed my shit up, and got the fuck out of there before I got bashed or something. And I was like, "Fucking hell, man! This is my my career ain't gonna go anywhere like this." And it was it was it was a rough start, but you know, I I just kept at it. Let's well, articles. One thing that lacks in the overarching quote unquote crypto landscape is principle, right? Yeah, and that's what I think. That's what this week's so beautiful too it's like we were talking earlier like bitcoiners stay around and like here these last two days like it's just been a huge conversation with everybody that you've 
converse with online and Dude, everybody seems very principled here it's it's like it's almost like a little it's like like an extended family as as sort of gay as that sounds but it's like it, it's weird and you know you, you meet people on twitter and stuff like that and you sort of talk back and forth and then you meet them in real life it's like i remember when i was first talking to you the other day i was like i feel like i'm listening to a podcast <laughs> like, it feels really that's weird. what stefan said to me when i met him yeah yeah, yeah. and, and i'm like stefan that's how i fucking yeah. feel <laughs> <laughs> it's like two podcasts on the <laughs> Then there was like a guy standing next to us. He's like, "You don't even know how I feel." Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Marty rocks up. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing is like people walking up to you, and be like, "I I just I just know who you are from your voice." I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah. He's like, "I hear you in my head like three times a week." It's like, Ugh. I'm excited for the deep fakes when you know me and Marty are endorsing Fuck. all this crap. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's just all fake. There's plenty of material online to, to deep fake for us. Yeah, dude. the podcasters will be the first. And talking about podcasts, you have a great podcast too in well, Australia. It's something that I started with this dude who wanted to start interviewing shit coiners, and then I sort of was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just continue with Amber." So, but but whenever I get a chance, I'll do a, I'll do a podcast with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the way I got intro to you was because you did one with Murad. Murad, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, what's the name of your podcast again? Uh, decentralized podcast. Decentralized. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. So we've got. It's not decentralized at all. Not at all. No, no, no. Extremely centralized. Well, the idea was that we were gonna let anybody do a podcast. Uh, that was sort of why we called it that, and we we're gonna like let anyone do shit. And then, um, you know, all the requests we got were people want to fucking interview, um, you know, Walton Chain or this. Right. I was like, fuck this. I shit, remember man. when I first listened to your pod. I feel like uh, I was more comfortable with it because uh, I listened to every Stefan Lavera podcast. So just like a Bitcoiner that has an Aussie accent is like more comfortable for me. Yeah. Really, I love the Aussie accent. Really, yeah. very pleasant on the ears. I feel like. It's it's, it's really awkward. Like I was, um, who, who's the chick who's doing the, um, Naomi Brockwell. Yeah. 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 So I, I've never heard of her before anyway. So like I was talking to some dude earlier and she was standing next to me and she starts talking. I'm like, you sound fucking weird. And she's like, so do you, <laughs> and I was like, where are you from? She's like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm from Perth. And I was like, <laughs> like, I, I don't like the Australian accent. I, I think it's disgusting, but anyway, why? I don't know. It just sounds so like, I don't know. I never even noticed she had an Australian accent. I was just mine's not too like Australian. The Naomi accent. Yeah, you're like a lighter Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, that's uh, why it was nice and comfortable for me. What country in Europe did your family come from? Macedonia. Macedonia. Okay. Yeah, so Eastern Europe. So like, um, basically, a history of war, war, and a little bit more war. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everyone there is just fucking fiery. All we do is fight people. It's um, but. Yeah, I had a friend, I had a buddy who was Macedonian in, in school, and lunatics. he just hated everyone. Yeah, yeah the yeah. fucking Ex lunatics. We're Especially angry. the Greeks. Yeah, right? yeah exactly, uh, yeah, that's it. We're always going to war with the fucking Greeks. Um, and the Albanians, he didn't really like the Albanians. Well, I'll tell you what the Albanians are like, and this is going to probably get me a lot of hate. Fucking hell, here we go. Um, it's like... Apologies. The, the <laughs> they came into the country, they took over, and it's like, this is our country now. It's like, we, like, walked past, we walked past, uh, like, an Albanian in, in the Bronx... This is like 10 years ago or something. And he, he just like mutters something under his breath, like my buddy. And I was like, what was that about? He's like, he's like an Albanian stabbed my dad 35 years ago. And it was like a <laughs> cop in Macedonia. And Bill doesn't <laughs> really. It's like passed down from generation to yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, the, we, Macedonians are known for holding on to shit. <laughs> so we'll hold on to like, it's like we had a fight with some fucking village 3,000 years ago. It's like. Those pieces of shit <laughs> killed my great 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 fucking grandfather. But um, how how much time do we have so we can? I think we got five minutes left. Okay, so um, I'll finish the thing that I was saying before about um, 
finding you know what I'm passionate about, and then we'll hit Bitcoin times, and then we'll fucking finish up. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, so yeah, finding finding Bitcoin for me, and um, and never settling. Uh, the thing that I said to that's what I was gonna say. The thing that I said to Guy and Brady yesterday was, you know, when I when I'm building Amber as a business, um. Like I, I feel so confident in what we're doing, even if other people are doing similar businesses. Like there's a couple, there's a couple shitcoin projects. Like there's this one called, fuck them. They're called Bamboo, and um, and they, they did an ICO, and now like they've ripped off all that shit off their website, pretending like they never did an ICO, and they're doing a roundup app into crypto, and you know they've got their Bamboo token, which is supposed to, you know pay for fees on whatever like way they've tried to like jam it in there and try to like make it make sense like tokenomics yeah exactly right and then you know they've, they've tried to take their white paper down off the internet all this shit and like so i don't care who i compete with whether it's coinbase or whether it's shit coiners like that like i have found what i'm doing and i'm not here for the money and i will work in this thing for free you don't have to fucking pay me like i'm okay financially now and you know I mean, I lost all my Bitcoin on a boating accident, but it's still, you know. As we all do. Yeah, we all did. But um, I, I feel like Bitcoiners need to take boating lessons. Like yeah, I know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> I um, finding what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life is like it's an empowering feeling, and um, and I feel like people who have come to Bitcoin, th- th- there's there's just such a broad sense of that in this industry. You don't, f- you rarely find that because I've been across like multiple industries. I, I did solar, I've, you know, I've done general tech, payroll tech, recruitment tech, like all sorts of different things. And you don't find people who are so fervently like passionate or give a fuck about what they want to do. Like we, we've got a whole fucking cottage industry of podcasts, man. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> show me like the 50 podcasts that are built around how to hire people better. Like, you know, that doesn't exist. Right. So like, th- th- this is or such a special... really shitty if they do exist. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. They've they got like three listeners. So th- th- this is different, man. So, so that's one thing. And, th- and that sort of ties back into why, you know, when I get a chance, I do these side projects. So I, r- I really want to do something with Bitcoin time. So, uh, you know, if people want to hear the full story of that, they can listen to Brady or Guy Swan's podcast from uh, yesterday. And I'll sort of talk about the story about why I wrote that. But... I was presenting at this uh, blockchain conference and they wanted me to get up and talk about, you know, how, where is a company using blockchain? And I was like, but we're not. And they're like, well, what are you doing then? And I was like, well, we're helping people buy Bitcoin. And they're like, well, isn't that on the blockchain? I was like, no. So <laughs> I was like, look, I'll, I'll tell people how we're not using the blockchain and how we're doing it different. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, come and talk about that. So, and I got up and I didn't tell them what the, the title of the fucking talk was going to be. Um, or sorry, no, I did tell them, um, but they asked me to tone it down. And then when I got up, um, I was like, the organizer asked me to call it how um, Lightning is delivering on what blockchain promised. I said, well, here's the real name of the, t- <laughs> the talk. It's blockchain is dead. <laughs> the future is on Lightning. And the organizer in the back just sort of went white. He was like, fuck, he's done it to us again. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> And um and yeah so like that whole talk when I when I sat down to write my talk it turned into this fucking fifteen thousand word like manifesto which I've turned into this Bitcoin Times thing which is just a a siren call to people to say here's what blockchain has promised it delivers none of that shit outside of the context of Bitcoin um, in fact Bitcoin is not even a blockchain it's a time chain but you know let's save that for something else and then I've just sort of driven home the the idea of you know 
the promise of immutability, the promise of s digital scarcity, which is sort of the, the two key things. Like immutability is this idea that you can go forward in time and you can't go back. And that, that's what we've actually got in the real world. And th this is why I think Bitcoin's so profound is that in the real world, like you do something, you can't just reverse time. Like you've done it. That'd be great though. It would be great, but that would mean we live in a shitcoin world. That's true. And well, we it'd don't. be cool if I could just, if no one else could, but just me. Well, you're not Vitalik, so <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so, moving along. <laughs> um, but see, Bitcoin has given us a digital uh, version of something that moves forward without going back. And that has never fucking existed before. So we've, we've managed to apply the concept of time in a digital sense by anchoring it to energy, which is the only thing in the universe that we can't replicate duplicate forge or anything like that and so, so it's taken the two most important concepts of you know without sounding fucking foo-foo like here like i'm one of those personal development guys but it's taken two most important elements in the universe energy and time and transformed them into something that we can use for um a a a commons via which we can cooperate and and that's profound yeah no it's incredible and that's i love that explanation of it that's what when I, i've said this before as well, like I just view Bitcoin like when you're trying to visualize it, I close my eyes, I view it as like a pillar of light that goes up into the air. It's like in the town center, the virtual de town center. Yep. Anybody can yep. anchor information yeah, yeah, into yeah, that yeah. and it's just everybody can access it. And, Correct. Uh, like you said, like the, the, the combination of time and energy is people don't grasp the gravity of, of time this. is money. Time right? is money. I mean, go that listen. goes back for however I don't a long fucking time. Yeah. Now go listen to the Nasir Mamadov podcast that we recorded earlier if you haven't listened to it yet. Like he really drove that point home. Yeah. And for even being a Bitcoin for as long as I have, that conversation with Nasir in particular was like, oh shit, I haven't like said it this clearly ever yeah. or heard it said this clearly. A um, couple parting notes before we end here. We got to wrap up. Uh, I love what you're doing with the product and I love your mindset. Like what you're saying, like I don't care. What Coinbase is doing, I don't care what the other shitcoin apps are doing. And it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes that really sort of drives what I do at the Benton here at TFTC is like uh, the Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine uh, documentary from HBO, the documentary series from HBO a couple years ago. There was one line in particular that Jimmy Iovine said, uh, like that he, the mentality that he had when they were producing records and stuff. And it's just like, I'm a racehorse with blinders on. You're not even looking at the people next yeah, to you. Yeah, You're yeah. just getting your shit done. You have your vision. And you're just working on that and don't focus on anything else. And I think you're personifying that with Amber and, Thanks, and what you're doing with Bitcoin Times. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming and joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. I've, um, I was so glad I actually came up for this. It was like last minute. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, originally you weren't going to. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then here I am. Fucking yeah. it's, been a, it's been a pleasure to, to finally meet you in person. Absolutely. I, I think it's so cool how Bitcoiners, we like just have soldiers around the world yeah, just man. fighting the good fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you're uh, an Australian soldier looking to stack sats, Download the Amber app. Thank you, bro. Check out Bitcoin Times. Alex, thank you for coming in, bro. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love. Ciao.